What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. Now, there's a saying, with great power comes great responsibility. But what if you have a big influence, number-wise? Let's have a chat about that today. Let's go. What's up, everybody? First things first, I got to welcome back on the show. He has not been on the show for God knows how long. <laughs> Mr. Arwin Kumar, how have you been, man? How are everybody? I'm back. I'm back. Back from the depths of darkness. Yes, exactly. I'm, I'm surviving. That's a good word huh? we need to use nowadays, surviving. Yeah, the, the only way that I can talk to you is through social media. It's like, you know, every time you make a piece of content that's obviously not targeted to me, I try to make it feel like it's being targeted to me because after that, you know, I WhatsApp you but you don't reply. It's like that. It's okay. <laughs> I know. If there's one thing I'm hated for, right? Yep. Like it's always for not replying people. Yeah. I don't know. Like, it's a habit, I think so. Like, I don't know how this, is there a therapy for this or not? God. It, it, it's called like, you know, do not turn on silent mode. <laughs> do not turn on vibration mode. Yeah, my phone I mean? is always on mute. Not even vibration, you know, it's like mute. Like ah. no sound, no vibration, nothing. But, but how have you been, Arwin? You know, it's been a while since we last uh, connected, you know. I, I hope everything's okay. I've been good. I've been drinking a lot of water. Mm-hmm. I found like new love in water. As I've always developed this crush on water. Yeah. But now it's just a deeper crush. I'm glad. <laughs> Because I really, I don't know, I'm trying to advocate for water. Like everyone should drink water. Don't need to do all any type of things on your face. Just drink water. Like you literally glow from the in and the outs. Yeah, I love how you're advocating for water on the day that we don't have water. That's amazing. Like, that <laughs> <laughs> I don't have water, I forgot. Yeah, that, that explains the hair, the hairstyle that I have right now. I know It looks like I just got up, but no, it's just that I haven't showered in a few days. So, oh no. <laughs> but anyways, today, uh, you know, we have a very special guest on the show. And today we're going to be talking about uh, <laughs> quite a topic as well, which we actually have never addressed before I'm actually quite surprised but today will be a great time to talk about it because you know we have people from all sorts of platforms experience you know all the years of experience to basically give their input today but uh, it gives me great honour ladies and gentlemen to welcome on the show today I used to watch him on TV when I was young then I was very fortunate to have met him in person and then had that little more like oh my god I used to watch you on TV <laughs> and then once in a while you know meet him and then get to know him watch him on stage he is very well known as a stand-up comedian but also he talks to the Hall of Malaysia right now from 6am to 10 in the morning on Fly FM's morning show ladies and gentlemen we have Douglas Lim on the show hello everybody oh, all doing well huh? please take care of yourself huh? we haven't won the fight yet keep fighting <laughs> <laughs> Douglas, how have you been, man? I mean, like, uh, I, I, I would just only assume that things have gotten, like, uh, a thousand times busier ever since, you know, you have started your job uh, as a radio announcer. Yes, uh, I, I didn't think I was going to need to spend this much time on radio because when you're driving and you listen, the, the radio listening experience is so different from the radio doing experience. I don't know if, you re- if people at home realize this, like, we don't get to listen to any of the songs oh, when yeah. you're doing radio. <laughs> Yeah, you, do, you don't. The minute you're off your microphone, okay, what are we talking about next? Yeah. Huh? Okay, okay, how do you make it funny? Huh? Okay, mm, the okay, way we that. sell the song is like, oh, this is the next song, it's awesome, and then we don't listen. <laughs> <laughs> do you still, do you get people coming up to you now and say, hey, what's a good song to listen to huh? since you're a radio DJ? <laughs> no, I, I, because my, my stand-up comedy persona trumps that, so you should yeah, just yeah. show up and go like, hey, tell me a joke, hey, tell me a joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, 
now Douglas Lim. Um, again, I have to I have to bring back the fact that when I was younger, uh, I watched Douglas Lim on Kopitiam. Loved that series a lot. And then uh, you know after Kopitiam ended. Uh, Douglas, you pursued a career in uh, stand-up comedy and then you led uh, a group called the MACC. Um, MACC, the Malaysian Association of Chinese Comedians. MACC, the Malaysian Association of Chinese Comedians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to say it wrong just in case. Yeah, the, other one. The, the other one is funnier. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, you know, you've been selling out gigs. Um, I think uh, more recently before the pandemic, you did your final tour. Uh, you've appeared, dude, you've done everything, dude. You've appeared in dramas, you've appeared in movies. Uh, you... <laughs> What now? You're doing radio. What are you? And, and and okay. More recently, during the pandemic, was every, when everybody was stuck at home. You conquered uh, YouTube with all of your viral videos. What is there left not for you to do, lah, Douglas? I wanna I wanna get on like a proper maybe sixty episode Malay drama series. <laughs> that would oh, be man. my ultimate. That would um. be, yeah. I wanna be kind of maybe play Sean Lee's father or <laughs> <laughs> but okay so okay I, here's a question that I would like to ask because I used to look up to you as a celebrity okay uh, when I was younger and then obviously as a person who watches from the other side of the screen we always have this perception that oh my god you know uh, it's Douglas Lim he's, he, he's, he's an actor and you know if, if I were to ever okay the thing is it's always like that when you see someone on screen you'll never bump into them in person when you bump into them in person it's like oh my god today's my luckiest day right um how much of uh, like you know at that point in time did you feel like when everywhere you went you you know people recognized you and then uh, people really like oh I love watching your Kopitiam and stuff like that okay and re- and then after that we fast forward to after you did your stand up comedy gig and then people even know you more and then after that you blew up online what was the difference between back then and now I think now people are want to know a lot more about you personally uh, and oh. feel they feel like they you owe it to them to show uh, the personal side of you what your morals are what your philosophy is whereas uh, last time it was a bit more the transaction was simpler i show up i do a show you show up mm-hmm. to watch the show and then we're done um, right um, you don't think about me for the rest of your life <laughs> I don't need to, you know, to constantly update uh, and tell you what I'm doing. And so, and that will be it. And then you, you live your life, I live my life. And then, and I'll say, hey, I've got a show again. And you'll be like, all right, I'll come and watch that show. So it, it used to be that way. And I think even growing up when I was watching people on TV, um, you know, like, you know, you watch Britney Spears and then all the Spice Girls or, you know, even mm-hmm. the boy bands, like you didn't know much about them. You just... They came up with good music. You listen to the good music. You vibe to it. I mean, like R. Kelly when he came up with "I Believe I Can Fly." That was like a major theme song. You know, now you know, uh, guys, bit of a sick. Yeah. So, so. Yeah. So now, now, okay. I mean, like, okay, asking, asking Alvin though. I mean, you, you did not. Okay, you did not blow up in an era of mainstream. You basically one day decided to create content online. And, you know, for some reason, uh, your video basically blew up and you basically grew an audience. For some right? reason? What the, because he was good. Like, what do you mean for some <laughs> Yeah, he's good. Like, he's good. Like, but I keep, to be honest, to be, like, I'll, I'll be very honest. Like, sometimes, right, the videos I do, right, I, like the, the worst video you do, you don't expect it to go viral. All of a sudden, boom, you explode. And then you'll be like, oh, what did I do? And you try to replicate it and you'll never be able to figure out, oh, what did I do in order to basically be in this position? Um, Awe, did you, did you ever feel that? Yeah, I mean, like, you know, videos that you do, 
just for fun. Like I, th- I remember one of the videos I made that blew up. It was the Makau Hijau uh, video. Mm-hmm. That was the first one. And the second one immediately after that was the PPAP. I did it for fun. I didn't even like prep myself. I just took the camera. I was like, you know what? I just want to like, 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 like repeat after this PPAP thing and talk about it. And it boom. And I was like, what did I do? Like, like how, how did it like go this far? Mm-hmm. But you know, I mean, eventually you you realize things that people like uh, along the way. It's it's the authenticity, like it's the originality mm-hmm. that they enjoy watching more than the very planned, very system systematic kind of uh, content. I think. Yeah, and then after that, with that basically being uh, explains, uh, you know, how you basically grew your audience, and then now D- Douglas, you are in a position where. You're killing it, man. I mean, like you're, uh, you know, you were the king of comedy, and now you're. Yes, Shang Chi Hu. We got the Douglas live in the house here, everybody. And also, you are the king of YouTube right now, dominating all the views, and you know, the social space is basically going you. So I would like to say that you know, all three of us kind of have something in common, right? I mean, obviously, me being the older one in terms of digital, okay. In, in Douglas, you know, you you just basically blew up online, and Arwin as well is still dominating the digital space. But it brings me to my next question. I mean, when you are able to amass such a huge audience that's basically accountable in terms of numbers underneath your video because, you know, it's basically there for everybody to see. You have a lot of people coming up to a uh, bro, how much is it to make a video on your stuff uh, and stuff like that? Here comes the part where, you know, money is being thrown at you to either promote something or to basically throw something uh, on your video or to basically talk about something. And the question I'd like to ask, because, you know, Influence, the term influencer, okay, has always been like, you know, looked at at a very, very negative light. How, how do you think advertising has changed, uh, you know, back then, you know, in mainstream versus how, to how it is today, Douglas? I have always been um, very interested in, in advertising in a sense that I wanted to watch it and I would always try and gauge how much it influenced my buying pattern, like how much I bought into the brand, how much I bought into the whole campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in terms of influences, I've always felt like if you want me to, to maybe sell or promote a product, it has to have something to do with me. In other words, beauty product, don't ask me. Lah. Like, wh- why? Yeah. Why would you, you know, or badminton racket? Serious? <laughs> <laughs> you know, just like the same time, at the same time, I see, you know, number one, number two badminton players and, you know, they have that car battery. <laughs> like, why are, can, can products maybe be a bit more... Ch- a bit more uh, curate a bit better so that you know at least the personality they are putting uh, uh, front and center has some authority over the about the product you know right right but okay so if a brand were to come to you what's the what what were the first what were the first few things you basically basically knock off your checklist before you actually accept that job how much uh? Have you ever had any brand come to you, gave you money that you've asked for, they're like, okay, cool, they're willing to pay whatever I asked for, but once they gave you the brief, it's like, okay, you know what, it's something that I don't believe in, and then you turned it down, or took it. Got like a car brand, I turned down because I cannot drive. (laughs) 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 So sad, I really love, but I cannot drive, so... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but what? But what if they ask you? Say, oh, I want, uh, we want you to promote this car safety issues that crash the the but the, the airbag come up. So would you still take the job? 
Depends on the model and the brand, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, okay, what about what about you, uh, Douglas? When a brand comes up to you and says, okay, I want you to advertise my product. Okay, I want you to, uh, this is the amount I'll pay you. I'll agree to pay whatever you ask for. Uh, but they basically ask you to do things that you think that, mm, this might be a little bit like weird. So how do you do well, it? Well, I think it goes through a two, a two, I won't say two-step process, but there are two different sites that would, uh, do due diligence. Uh, number one is my management side. So they will basically look at the product. Uh, my management is quite thorough. They go through your internet records. They basically research the product. Like since when when you incorporated, who's on the directorship list? We'll go and go and probably get CTOS, look at your credit rating. Well, who have you done? What if, you know, how, how many bad comments have you got? We'll look at your page and see if you are the type of person that would delete stuff. Have people said things about you? Uh, how verifiable are those things? So that's one side. The other side is my side, which is the creative side, and therefore, and I'll be like, okay, do you what do you need me to do? Do you need me to? Sorry, you need me to be in a toilet, like pretending I can't, I can't pass motion because your medicine is about constipation. Yeah, probably I won't. I don't want to do that right now in my life. Mm-hmm. I got other problems apart because I pass motion very easily, uh, and you know, so so certain things where if it's, a, in my opinion, a bit too uh, ugly for me to do, then creatively, yep. I I don't think I want to do it. Then I will say, no matter how how good the company is or how you know how uh, upright they might be, I will say I can't. This for the brand right now is not right. I can't do this now. Uh, but a lot of times I'll be like, yeah, sure, let's do it. And then my management will be like, okay, no, uh, they're a bit dodgy. They've here, here, here. They seem to have cut some corners here and there, so we can't do this. I, I, okay, actually, I want to kind of pinpoint uh, to where you mentioned, like you know, I have my team to check the background stuff like that. So in other words, like you know, you're you're, you're kind of like self. It's like a background check la, of this person to basically make sure that, hey, I'm working with a reputable company. Uh, I'm not doing anything wrong and, and stuff. Like, it's to safeguard yourself and also to safeguard your audience as well. Am I correct? Mm-hmm. But okay, what, what would be your advice to... Okay, you see, you have a team. Most influencers, right, they are a one-man show. You know, they, they, they blow an audience. It's just them and their mobile phone. You know what I mean? And sometimes their own cameras. Everything is all do it all. What would you advise to, like, you know, all these content creators who basically doesn't have a team or can't even afford a team to help them, you know, do all these type of things? Um, well, you got to take your time long. You have to do a Google. I mean, Google is there. Use Google. Mm-hmm. Or I would say your network. I mean, you're a social your social media creator, you've got your network of social media creators, check with them. Hey, has this company approached you? What have they offered? Have they done this? Have they said this? I'm sure someone will have some tea on the company or not. There's always goss going around. Just, you know, you can just check check that way first uh, before you before you, you jump in. I would say, and this applies to a lot of, not just social media creators, but a lot of um, Insta famous and I don't mean Insta famous by I mean like suddenly they're on Instagram and they're famous I mean like suddenly they're instantly famous like for whatever they did something it went viral they become instantly famous mm-hmm. they are not used to looking at that amount of money for this amount of effort they'd be like dude I've been, I work a month you know delivering stuff and I get maybe a thousand too now you're telling me you know you're going to give me this amount you're going to give me four thousand for for one video you know like that's insane and it it could change their lives but they also got to understand that a lot of other people are watching income tax (laughs) (laughs) you know um, uh, people who might be investigating the the brand that is that has hired you so when something looks really good 
take your time. I think I don't know, man. I, I, but but I've always been accused of being too slow. I've always been accused mm. of you know being very cowardly when it comes to things like this, uh, as opposed to some of my contemporaries who who trailblaze and they go in and they and you know those who succeed make it really really big, and those who those who don't get burnt quite badly. So. Right, right. Now, now, okay. Here's one thing I I wanna basically bring up. Now, a lot of paid posts on social media are basically camouflaged as genuine recommendations. You know, some influencers, you know, they hide their commercial arrangement with brands, pretending that their compliments about a product is complimentary instead of being paid. And what is your view on that, Arwin? I think it's sad, lah. To be honest, right? There are times I wish I don't have to tell people it's an advertisement, or I, I don't have to tell people it's a it's a paid promotion because I genuinely love the the brand. Like I genuinely love it. I don't want to make it seem like I'm doing it. Although yes, I'm doing it because I'm paid to do it. I don't want them to seem like I have to do it because I'm paid to do it. You know what I mean? If you really use some, if you really believe in the in in a brand or if you're genuine with it, right? Yeah. I don't think it's an issue if you don't put the 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 ad hashtag ad paid paid promo and all of that. I don't think it's an issue. I think yep. it's only an issue when you don't use it, you don't believe in it, and you don't want to tell people it's an ad. Then that maybe becomes an issue because it's no longer genuine to me. I think the 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 root cause of 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 whatever uh, that that's happening right it's just authenticity like a lot of um, okay there's a difference between content creators and influencers I have not enjoyed the term influencer because of the value it holds now that's it's basically from like nothing to zero from zero to nothing mm-hmm. right so I I usually just go back to just you know hey I'm a content creator there's not much of a weight on you to prove to people that you like things that you post. I create content, that's all. If I call myself an influencer, then I need to be very careful because whatever I do, I have to keep in mind that it's in, it, there is a direct influence on, on the audience. So to me, I, I don't, again, I don't know how to, 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 um, to identify uh, who, who should, who shouldn't. But if you ask me, I feel like I don't want to because I know I'm authentic. I know like I'm genuine with what I post. But it's just that, you know, like kerana nila setitik rosak susu belanga because of like a bunch of like people who, who, who don't do it like, like uh, authentically, the rest are, are, are somehow seen as the black sheep. So I, you know. What, 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 do, you, what, what do you think, uh, Douglas? You know, do, do, do you think uh, like people uh, or influencers or people in the digital space, uh, creators should actually disclose uh, that they're actually doing an ad? Do you think Ronaldo actually eats <laughs> Kentucky Fried Chicken and <laughs> washes his hair with head and shoulders he bought from Shopee, Nora? I mean, give, give the audience some benefit of the doubt. Like, I think they know. Um, sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, if, it, it, and at the end, and I would look at it if you're watching something that I've done. I don't think your, I don't think your frame of mind would be like, oh man, I really feel I want to buy something. Let's see what Douglas has to say. I don't think that's the thought process. It's it's more of like, oh, I'm feeling a bit bummed. I want to watch something funny, and then you watch what I say, and I and I give you something funny, even if there's a product attached to it. What I what I promise you, or what I'm known for, is giving you something funny. So if that's there. Yeah. Up to you lah whether you want to buy the product or not. Same thing. Ronaldo mm-hmm. keeps scoring goals. Up to you lah whether he, he, oh, but actually yeah, he doesn't use it. And show us, you know, I saw his Instagram ah, I saw his shampoo ah, he uses bio essences. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> he plays football. I tell jokes. I don't understand why there's a massive confusion that's happening here. Yeah, it's okay. So for me, uh, it's a little bit more different. Like when I want to basically do a, a brand collaboration or stuff like that, right? I don't want to basically do a brand and tell people or tell the audience, hey, buy this, this is good. 
I would always like to basically use the nature of the product or the unique selling part of the product to basically complement the story of the entire film and let the audience basically make their sound judgment to whether they think that, oh, I think what he did with the product in his film kind of very uh, what seamlessly fell in place. And then maybe, you know, that's where we are basically encouraging them to find out more information about the product so that they can basically make a sound decision to whether they want to make that final decision to purchase the product that was basically placed in your video or things that you've talked about. So for in regards to what I do, I feel that I would be openly uh, transparent to like you know my viewers to say that look hey this is a this is a collaboration with a brand I always like to use the word collaboration I don't like to say the word ad because you know when you say the word ad right it's always like oh this is an ad I'm gonna pay I'm, this person's been paid me to say this like you know I work with a lot of brands that say, uh, you know like I work with mobile phone brands I work with Samsung you know they have plenty of like unique selling points about their phone their camera their this and that but like for me, it's okay, I understand unique selling points, but this is how I would write a story and this is how I would use those unique selling points to complement the story and not have the story complement your phone. And that's where, uh, as what Douglas was mentioning earlier, people are not stupid. You know, our audiences would be like, oh, you know what? That's a great collaboration right there. And it, 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 you know, it basically states up to their claim. Lah. So like, I feel that that collaboration is a lot better Rather than you know a company, hey, just uh, pay me, pay, I, I pay you like ten thousand bucks to say this is good and say that this is damn good. Then after that, when that's done already, you use another. You, you are basically seen using another product because most of the time, you know, when you insta story and I'm a, I seal up, you know, I accidentally, you know, talked about this product, but I'm using a competitor's product. Yeah, I would say I would like to propose an experiment to all the brands <laughs> there. If you are watching any of the brand managers, any advertising people, if you propose an experiment. Do not allow your influencers to do the call to action. In other words, tell them, hey, this is the product, shoot, do whatever you want with it, but I do not need you to do the call to action. Don't say, hey, buy this. Just use it, shoot it, have fun, whatever it is. Let the audience make up their mind. Try that, yeah. try that. See whether your sales dramatically decrease or not. If it does, then sorry. Lor. <laughs> Because I feel like, okay, as content creators, we are there to help amplify or just help support the, 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 the brand's messaging of the campaigns and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, yeah, I think what Douglas said was quite cool. I mean, like, don't do the CTA and see whether, you know, your sales will go up or not. What, what, what do you think, Arwin? Yeah, I think it's don't like don't tell people what to do. Let people do what they want to do. I think that's a very that's a very good uh, uh, advice actually. I hope everyone watching and listening, please take this into consideration. I think it's a good thing, lah. I mean, when you stop telling people how to do certain things or what to do, like you give them the liberty to to like decide on their own without feeling like oh, I have to. Yeah. Okay. So when when uh, okay. What, okay. Can I just ask, uh, Douglas? What has been your best brand collaboration? Like you know, the the client was like, "Whoa, they are amazing. They literally like uh, gave you full creative control. They believed in whatever you you proposed and stuff like that. And you know, you had full creative reign. And at the end of the day, it just became very very successful, fulfilling for both sides. Uh, one of the earliest things I did, which which uh, really. Uh, showed this type of collaboration was Kia, uh, Kia Motors, they did a Chinese New Year yeah. ad, but this came via an ad agency and I really, until today, I mean, Zufa and Gang, you know, if you're watching this, like from Dolphin Advertising, they were really, they came up to me and said, Douglas, we got this thing, but we want your idea, we want your input, and if you're feeling that, you know, you're going to be controlled, you're going to be manacled, you're going to be cajoled into doing certain way, if you want to pull out, we're pulling out with you. 
So I'm like, okay. okay. And it was, it was, I mean, I really liked that one because it was about Chinese New Year. Um, and um, uh, so the theme I had was uh, about this guy who was trying to sell the, the, the Kia, the Kia, well, what, their USPs or whatever. And I said, they must give a Chinese New Year feel. And so they were doing some, some, some dumb, you know, some you know, very, very stereotypical Chinese. I said, no, no, Chinese New Year. This is your, your, your son, your useless son mm-hmm. is coming back to ask you for money. So this Chinese New Year is anger. Don't you know? Like a lot, a lot of parents, they get very angry. So give me that anger. And then the, the guy is just doing, telling the USPs, but in a very angry manner. And then eventually, he just goes angry. Again, you stupid son. And he wants to try to strangle the camera. And I'm like, cut, good take. <laughs> so that, you, you enjoy that because they basically supported you and followed your vision. Yeah, yeah they, I mean, they were cool about it. I said, we know this is comedy. We know this is entertainment. If, and, and again, in, in, this, okay, in the days before internet, in the days before yeah. where, you had, where advertisements had to inform, now yeah. advertisements just have to intrigue because if they're intrigued, the information is one click away. Last time, no lah. Last time you see on TV, hey, what is this? Ah, well, I better go and check the phone directory. Go and try. <laughs> what you doing? Oh, yeah, 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 now, yeah, yeah. you watch the thing. You don't even have to tell you. I watched the advertisement. I don't have to tell you what the ingredients are. You want to find out? One click. You want to where to yeah. buy? One click. How much? One click. Exactly. Oh, wow. Okay, actually, that's... That's actually very. So why you want to spend yeah. time like going? Oh, this has uh, aloe vera. <laughs> so yeah. it's to basically capture the audience first in the most creative manner and let them be the decision maker to whether they want to find out more information about your product, and then the advertiser will have to do their due diligence in informing uh, the end user as much information mm-hmm. as possible before they make the decision. So it's a collaborative effort in order to sell a brand or a product. That's what yeah, you're trying no. to say. Yeah. 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 Arby, what about you? What's your best brand collaboration that you, you remember? Got a lot, right? Why, why you don't <laughs> want to say you, you scared the other brands? I mean, you don't have to name brands, no problem. You know, you I, can just tell I us. I think I loved working with, I think 98% of the brands I've, I've worked with are amazing, amazing people because they give you a lot of uh, uh, freedom to curate and craft your own content. That's good. I don't like the brands who who like, like Douglas say, like have a, whatever USP got, 10 USPs, 10 USPs must be in the video. I don't like that kind of brands. Like it's so, so saturated and so, so dense. Like people mm-hmm. just get fed up watching the video. But you know, certain brands don't understand. They just want like you to just do it and just like throw it out there and then that's it. It's none of your business after that. You know, those, those kind of brands I'm not a fan of. Other than that, I love every brand I've worked with. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> then okay, so here's a here's a here's one more question I'd like to ask. Right, Douglas, ever since you've basically exploded on YouTube and you've gained like you know even a bigger mass audience, like a very very big audience online and digital online, do you feel there's a bigger sense of responsibility uh, to who you are as an entertainer now that you know a lot of eyeballs are basically being placed on you? Yeah, I think when the moment you. Um, you s- achieve the you know the status of public figure, then it comes with the territory la. Whether you agree or you disagree, uh, I I personally disagree that I should be held accountable for everything. I disagree that I should be a role model. I disagree because I I like comedy. I want to tell jokes. I want to make you laugh, and that's pretty much it. I really don't want to tell you how to live. I have no rights. I have no experience. I'm not a psychologist. I don't. I can't give advice. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to be responsible for that. Unfortunately, it comes with the territory. 
Um, yeah. And you have to accept that. It's one of those things. If you don't want to accept that, then you go back. I seem like you literally, hey, do you know, like, can you imagine uh, like a creative person like J.K. Rowling, right? You're an author. Can you, you know, an author used to be so far removed from the public eye, correct? You're an author. Yeah. But even in this day and age, she can be called out for so many things because of her philosophy, oh, yeah. because of what she believes, because of what she thinks. And I'm like, dude, she writes books mm-hmm. about magic. That's what she's <laughs> good at doing. I don't understand why she needs to agree with your philosophy. Completely different stuff. But too bad, Lord, you have achieved that status. So unless you want to give all that up, and, and, and mm-hmm. you know, just live your life normally, um, then unfortunately you have that responsibility and it's very heavy and it's very unfair. Very unfair. Mm-hmm. And, and okay, the reason why I ask this, I know stand-up comedians, right? You know, I've been to some of your shows, right? Uh, you, you are, stand-up comedians, right? They are really ruthless when it comes to banging people, one, like making fun of people. And the thing is, stand, only stand-up comedians can do this because, you know, it is just their show. Everybody knows that they're going to a stand-up comedy show. Everybody knows that uh, I know all, all here is just for comedy's sake. You know, uh, we must learn how to take a joke. You know, stand-up comedians, stand-up comedians also make fun of audiences. You know, uh, they use them to kind of like uh, compliment their humor if they're trying to talk about something. And people don't mind that. But you know, the minute you do that online, you know, people are like, oh my God, you are so bad. So Cancel. Like, <laughs> the, can- the, can- the cancel culture uh, and, and all that. So I just want to go back to like, Cause okay, to be honest, I, heads off to you, like Douglas. When you came up with all the content, all the satire comedy that you did, right? Uh, because of the political issues and stuff like that, were you were you at least a little bit like, uh, oh, am I gonna get into trouble with this? Did you like <laughs> second guess yourself, or did you be? Did, were you like, hey, you know what? I'm just gonna do whatever I want to do, and I'm not doing anything wrong. Well. It all started because I couldn't do stand-up. I mean, a lot of entertainers, uh-huh. live shows ended and we were done. Like MCs, DJs, dancers, musicians, <laughs> we were done. <laughs> Once the pandemic <laughs> came, we were like, okay, close shop, right? So, okay, I thought, yeah. I, can't, I can't tell jokes live anymore. I thought, okay, I've got this camera and then I, I see people doing stuff online. All right, I'll try that. And what, I'm, what I did for my videos is just the sketch form of what I do in stand-up. So in stand-up, I'm there, I'm telling you about this thing and sometimes and a lot of times stand-up comedians we use metaphors we use extended metaphors we use similes we use um you know uh, things like that and and so you know say you know and and a did this to b and then we're like can you imagine if this also happened in some that's the stand-up form it's always can you imagine yeah. a if this happened in in a swimming pool uh, we would not accept this man you know so it's always this thing happened but can you imagine it somewhere else do it in sketch yeah. form then that becomes satire so I figured if I did it that way, uh, people know what we're talking about, but I don't, I don't call out your name. I don't show your image. I don't uh, mm-hmm. uh, say anything that can cause libel. I think it's, it's fine. I mean, sometimes you get people complain because we got this thing called Akta Sakit Hati. You know how dumb that sounds? <laughs> okay, yeah. Oh, so, my gosh. So when your videos blew up, right, did you... I mean, did you at one point like uh, second guess the decision to upload a video or you'd be like, uh, you know what, never mind? Uh, I have, definitely. No, as comedians, you always second guess because at the, uh, you, what's your objective? Your objective is trying to get a laugh. I want to get yes. the laugh. So now if I bring up this topic, will I get more backlash? So is it worth the laugh? Okay. Is it worth bringing up certain sentiments, certain topics? A lot of people say, Douglas, in comedy, are, are any subjects taboo? In other words, are there certain things mm. you don't joke about? And I'll tell you, no that we oh. joke about anything 
in my head. I've joked about your mother, your grandmother, cancer. I've joked about so many things in my head. I just don't tell it. And that's the difference. Okay. A lot of people don't understand this, including our leaders. When an accident has happened and people are hurt and the people are hospitalized, do not make jokes about the accident and say it out loud. That's basically yeah. it. And comedians, I feel, are a bit more aware when it comes to things like this. Is the joke worth it? So, yeah, of course you second guess. You second guess all the time. But so far, the decisions that we've made are pretty okay. Lah. I mean, Malaysia has been very clear about what she can take and what she will not stand for. And we, we, we play ball. Lah. Yeah, but I mean, I just got to give it to you. Like, every video that you released was just... <laughs> Was I, my my in laws were sending it on WhatsApp groups, ripping your video and then forwarded yeah, to everybody. Exactly. And then you know you, you can see down there forwarded many times and stuff like that. And uh, and then you know they tend to not watch my video anymore. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, okay, like I I've asked this to to uh, to Douglas, but I need to ask uh, the the Arwen as well. You have a huge following, and your your following is actually growing day by day. Uh, you advocate for a lot of things, but as your numbers grow, all right, do you feel that you know there's this some sense of responsibility to kind of upkeep uh, with what the public has to expect of you? I mean, Douglas just gave his uh, his uh, his input there. What about you? I think, like you said, with great power comes great responsibility, and like what Douglas said, it's unfair because you have to think like not two times. You know, you have to think like so many times before saying something before posting something because you have to think about what people will feel what people will and i don't want to do that because back then when the the fame was not there you could do anything easily like yeah. you can even say the wrong thing you won't go like viral for it because nobody knows you but now it's 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 just unfortunate and fortunate at the same time the fame is is it's a good thing. I mean, you can do a lot of things with it, but you have to be very, very mindful, very, very careful because uh, one one wrong step, the generation now is best with its cancel culture. One wrong step and that's it. You're, you're done with it. One conversation they leak from your WhatsApp uh, a group, from a WhatsApp channel and that's it. They perceive you as a bad person for the rest of your life. So it's a very, very dangerous and scary world when you have the fame. Mm -hmm. um, but I think I've learned how to, to, to like ride through the, 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 the fame. It's, 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 it's all good now. It's all G because uh, whatever I say, I don't, I don't, consider myself thinking twice i've learned to be authentic with what i want to say i just make sure that i craft it in a way where it sounds um professional it doesn't sound abusive it doesn't sound like i'm slamming anyone mm -hmm. no and at the same time I, again like douglas said we live in a world where okay there's there's thing okay there's two different perceptions when it comes to when it comes to jokes yeah there are mm -hmm. certain people who don't know how to joke and uh, and wants everyone to laugh and wants everyone to be okay with their jokes. Those are the people I don't understand, you know. Sometimes I, I don't even see the joke behind it. But when people get mad, they're like, it's a joke. You're supposed to take it easily. Those are the people I don't understand because sometimes I also feel like things are like really not funny. And then there are jokes which I genuinely find funny. And then I see the people going like haywire again because they cannot accept jokes. So we really need to like, like understand like... This, this joke really has a meaning, you know, like, like I really enjoy jokes, but there are so many people these days, just to cover up their nuisance, they say it's a joke. They call it a joke. Just to avoid 
uh, apologizing or, 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 or being more mindful with, with what they say and how they say certain things, they cover up, they, they cover them up with, with, with the, I'm, I'm, I was just joking, uh, you know, it was just for laughs and all of that. So that's one thing like I don't understand until today. Like people need to know how to joke. Douglas is genuinely funny. I love Douglas. Huh? Mm-hmm. Uncle Roger who? I got Uncle Douglas. <laughs> no, I love him. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's, that's that lah, like. It's it's a lot a lot of responsibility and I think we all just need to be very mindful. Like you can be yourself. If if you I always tell people, as long as your intentions are pure, you will always win. Always. Nice. Jimmy Carr okay. has this very I heard him say this. I don't know whether it's his or not, but he he I heard him say this. He goes like offense is very rarely given. Offense is usually taken. Yeah. So yeah. a yeah. Why are you pointing fingers at me? I didn't give the offense, you know, you took it. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I want to bring this up. Um, I'm not sure if you guys heard about it before. Maybe you have. So there was this one particular uh, content creator who um, allegedly, uh, I have to use my words correctly over here, allegedly made a music video about a skin whitening product. But uh, basically, they got, uh, he got a complete backlash because he basically used... Uh, well, okay, the whole concept of the music video was this girl always went underneath the sun and because of that, she got really, really dark skin. But in the video, she was really painted really, really dark. Like really, really dark until it looks like as though she was brown. You know what I mean? After using the whitening cream, she apparently grew white. And obviously, that video kind of got a lot of backlash. Um, a lot of people were saying that blackface is uh, a thing of the past and this person is very irresponsible and stuff like that. And this particular skin whitening brand apparently, you know, allegedly always uses this method of advertising. Um, do you think, like, you know, like, what do you think should have been done there? How could it have been better? I mean, the guy has obviously come, the person has, or the content creator has come out to apologize and make amends and released another music video to right his wrongs and stuff like that. So what do you think about advertisers like who, who basically has this method of advertising and get like content creators to do whatever they want them to do? I think it, it boils down to this, you know, it boils down to, to how you, you, you craft your content because it's, I don't think it's the, the, the issue is not with the whitening product. It's how people uh, 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 advertise it. I have seen advertisement of yeah. how they use whitening products, right? So if someone is, is in a darker skin tone, they literally depict that person with no friends or people just moving away from the person people just uh, uh, like like not wanting to associate with that person and then when the person uh, uh, uses that product and becomes like so white so fair and all of that everyone who who went away now starts coming back and like uh, like admiring that beauty so i don't think it's the it's the whitening product it's the it's the concept of 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 dark skin is not beautiful it's the concept dark skin is not pleasant to look at or pleasant to be around uh, with it's the it's the mindset and it's not whether i i think it's not whether or not the company has thought about you know this is what's going to happen that's what's going to happen and then they do it i just think a lot of companies lack common sense you don't do that kind of stuff uh, if it, like you don't need to learn about it it's just common sense you don't portray people with darker skin as not beautiful like if you want to portray burnt skin it's not by portraying yourself as someone who's who's completely dark what that person did the person portrayed the the the, the act, actor actress or actor as someone who's completely dark and that's not like 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 sunburn you know that's that common sense people can people can tell that's not that's not sunburn you're 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 giving out a completely different message and it's because of that the video was completely just like to me like it was 
outrageous lah because it uh, the, I know what is sunburn. Sunburn is sunburn is not that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean like I, in all in all in all uh, I mean in all said and done, I think like this uh, area of uh, marketing or this area of uh, influencer marketing or content creator engagement stuff like that. I would still think lah, it's still very new lah, and there are a lot of mistakes that will occur until like you know there is some sort of like standard that everybody will kind of like. All right, you know this is kind of like the standard of advertising with uh, influencer marketing or content creator or digital marketing and stuff like that, uh, working with influencers or content creators, because it's very new, man. I mean, like TV has been around for how, how long? Almost like fifty, sixty years, and you know like digital, the digital space has only been like really, really popular around for like what, less than ten years, I feel. Like where where advertisers are pumping a lot of money, so I feel that you know that's still a long way to go. But I think uh, what Douglas mentioned just now, which until today still sticks to me, because you know he has a team that basically self checks everything. You know, uh, in other words, if I want to basically uh, put it in limit them, if you don't have a team that basically uh, does all these things for you, you have to basically do your own due diligence, lah. You have to self regulate, lah. You have to ask yourself a few questions: Am I ready to face the backlash if I do this? Will this happen? You have to basically lay down all the consequences if you were to do whatever you are going to do. Say whatever you're going to say because at the end of the day as Douglas mentioned earlier on you are basically putting yourself in the world stage right there and yes like it or not it comes with the job when immediately you basically amass a following or put a, the numbers of your followings grow there is some sort of expectation and it comes to get, it comes with the job and you know sad to say that you know if you cannot take that kind of pressure then this is not the career path That you should actually be ventured into, you know. Otherwise, you know, you're just gonna be be really, really depressed, thinking that oh, this is the career path that's gonna give give me fame and glory. And in the end, you know, you're gonna be a very depressed person, despite the fact of you being very, very creative. Because I have had some friends who who have experienced that before. So I mean, I would like to thank uh, Douglas and Arwin for joining today's conversation. A lot of views, lah. I I want to say that today is a lot. There are a lot of views and a lot of things for a lot of people listening today, uh, watching as well to ponder on. But I, I do need to basically uh, also point your way. If you uh, influencers out there who think that you want to uh, come into this industry as a career, there are ways for you to basically to fact check yourself. There are platforms for you to check out in order for you to know whether the the form of advertising is right or not. There is a discussion going on uh, in this place called the Content Forum. Uh, it's, I think it's www.contentforum.my. Uh, it's where you basically go and check, you know, all the best practices in advertising, how you basically self-regulate and self-check yourself, whether you're doing the right things, things that you are not supposed to do. And I think it's basically content uh, that's based uh, very, uh, you know, uh, very, very commonly updated, very updated very regularly. Sorry, that's what I'm trying to say in order for you to get a better understanding on what you're doing right and what you're doing wrong. And I think this doesn't only apply to influencers. It also applies to uh, advertisers as well. So Douglas, I mean, thank you so much for taking time for being here today. I know you're a very busy man. Before we go, would you like to say anything to all our listeners and all our viewers watching today or not? Hey, if you want to be a content creator, I'm all for it, and I, I really respect all of you native content creators. Like you guys do everything, from scripting to acting to camera work to lighting to sound to editing. I, I'm from the old school. I I I, I work <laughs> with a team of, and everyone's highly specialized in doing only one thing. And so now I'm. I'm way over in my head. I don't know. I, I'm not. I'm not as good. I'm not as fast as all of you guys. But I think what I have, what I have that maybe you can learn from me is just understand this one fact: not everybody is obliged to like you. Okay. I think this is very important. Just know this: yeah. not everybody is obliged to like you. Life doesn't like you. 
Have you, now that you've said that, have you ever gone into this career, Douglas, um, doing what you do, right? Going on stage and like, have this sort of subconscious thinking, right? In the back of your head, oh, I hope everybody likes me. And then was a bit like uh, let down because, you know, you do see some negative comments coming back and you're like, oh, I, mean, I never expected Why this. do you think so many people say stand-up comedy is so scary? It's because you will be shown hate immediately. You oh, are shown yeah. rejection immediately. It doesn't come in the comments or in the dislikes by someone you don't see. It is the 500 people, 30 people, 20 people right in front of you, not laughing at a joke you said, basically telling you with their eyes and their silence, you failed. We hate you. Oh, man. And when you have done I, I... this for most of your life and you realize, actually, you can continue. Next day, I can still eat my breakfast. So, so I can still write jokes. I can still. Some people think I'm funny. I can st- and I can still grow and, and do better. Then I guess maybe. But again, because I was born before social media, you know, I I yep. I can when 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 Facebook and Instagram and all were down for seven hours. I was so happy. I didn't... <laughs> 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 it's fine. You see, it's fine. But but some people were really you know affected. But again you know because because you are on you are on on social media, people are going. Some people can be very mean. Just maybe in your head go like, hey, maybe if they said this comment about you, yes, it hurts you, but maybe it made them feel a bit better. So you kind of done them a favor, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What about what about you, Arwin? I think exactly what Douglas said. Not everybody is gonna like you, and I think. If you are looking to have everyone like you, then you're you're on the wrong path ultimately. If you're if there is not a single person who dislikes you, just know that you're not doing the right thing in life. If you're doing the right thing in life, you are bound to have people who dislike you. You might be the nicest and kindest person on earth. You can never have everyone on your side. And I think that's just how life is. Like Douglas said, you know, life works that way. You, if you want the light, the darkness has to accompany you as well. And um, yeah, I think the important thing is no matter what you do, just be authentic with it. Be, be original, be genuine with it. And you'll eventually enjoy making more content because you're happy with the outcome. Yeah. I, 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 I agree with that. And of course, uh, you know, having this becoming a career, I know, yes, money is always on the top priority. Everybody wants to build followers. Everybody thinks that the more followers you get, the more money you make. That's, uh, I would like to say that's absolutely false. <laughs> it's not really true. Um, to be honest, there are some creators out there who doesn't even need a following who are creative directors of big agencies as well. Numbers do not depict a person's ability to create or success. That's I just... just just what I want to say out there. So do not, yeah, really, it's true, Douglas, right? It is, it is true, yeah. But anyways, guys, uh, thank you so much for tuning in today. Remember, you can stream us on Spotify, you can stream us on Apple Podcasts and also Google Podcasts as well. Thank you so much for listening. Speak to you guys next time. Bye.